Bailey and Harper, you thought the podcast was done. It's not. I've just been on daddy duty, but we are back in 2024. Big time daddy Big duty. Big time daddy duty. Kyle's baby. been very absent. <laughs> I did cancel once. Heather had a mic. Yeah, that's right. Other we tried. than that, we tried. It is completely. But this out. is a legitimate fucking reason to not have a podcast. I've, I've been, uh, as I just told Roman, getting up all night, putting pacifiers back and putting covers back on kids and changing diapers. So, uh, your boy's been full time dad duty. But we are back, Bailey and Harper, episode ninety four. Let's hit the ground running. How you been, man? I'm doing good, bro. Um, I mean, I've been dealing with shit too. Right, let's just get this out of the way. Let's get our numbers out of the way. Ninety four. I. I gotta be honest. Uh, I guess I will go with my former teammate, Cam Jordan. Uh, I just didn't realize how many sacks he has. The dude has really turned his career into an outstanding uh, Hall of Fame type of career. He will, he will no doubt be elected to the NFL Hall of Fame at some point when he's done. And uh, we always used to joke on him because you know his dad played like 16, 17 years in the league at tight end. Yeah. And so we always like, bro. Like, you start on fucking second base like, <laughs> with a fucking lead. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows it. He didn't even deny it. But I heard him talking on a podcast, I think, with Cam uh, at Super Bowl. And he was like, look, like, when I got in, like, they, I mean, they pretty much shitted on me. They, they drafted me first round and were like, dude, you got to earn, like, reps to be able to rush the passer. Like, you going you came up here, we're gonna put you in the lineup to start on first and second down and stop the run. Yeah. Then you gotta earn your reps to go get the quarterback. And so he just like talked about the difference between when he came in when like all we did was talk about how he's a fucking starting on second base. You know, silver spoon kid. Huh? Yeah, pops in the league, bro. Like, look how big you are. Like you got all the fuck like, come on. Like you ain't had to work. Right? Y'all hating on this man for getting <laughs> in the league. Damn, man. Yeah, it, it made him better. Okay, fair enough. Looking back at it, what he said afterwards, like, dude, it made me better. It made me like, okay, I got to push. I got to, like, show you guys this, that, and other. And come to find out, I mean, here, I want to look up his stats right now. All right, but while you do that, can yes. I throw in mine? DeMarcus Ware, it's easy. DeMarcus Ware, uh, nine-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, uh, won a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Panthers fans don't like DeMarcus Ware for 2015, obviously. But Hey, man, I know. get it. No, I mean – Legend. I was undefeated in New Orleans, and, you know, he had kind of supposedly broke his neck the week before and then played on a fucking Thursday night game and messed us up, too, in New Orleans. So, I love D. Ware, though. He, uh, he was teammates with my brother at Troy uh, when they both were in college. Him and O.C.U. Manure, who's lost oh, yeah. a lot of weight, doing really good over at, uh, in London. He's never coming back. Just want really? to let everybody know that. Yeah, he's, How did he get over there? He's uh, working for the NFL. He's like the head NFL guy in, of London. So, like, in the NFL office in London, O.C., like, kind of runs it. He's the man. Really? There. Oh, yeah, he ain't never coming back. Why? He loves it that much? Yeah, he's, he's American, he's black, he's tall, and he's in London. Oh, yeah. They, they, they just, yeah, they, yeah, they like him. Yep, Check I get a it. lot of the boxes. Like, dude, I'm never going back. <laughs> I'm never. God here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm good. Never going back. Never. I, I'll be over there for the rest of my life. That's until, fantastic. Until they make me come back. I could never live there. I love going there. Absolutely love going there. Could never I've never had that there. lifestyle over there, but he it's, clearly loves it's it. It's so cramped to me. Like it, I, It's totally different. It's so – like, I mean, that, that's one of the things, like, that those people don't get about us. Yeah. Like, they'll laugh about it. It's like, you know, we'll get up and drive 20 miles to go do something. <laughs> and to them, that's, like, such a foreign concept because it would take you eight hours to go 20 miles in London, right? That is so, true. It's just all cramped, and I just – it's I, I love going there to visit. Could not live there. You anyway. know, the funny thing – all right, back to Cam Jordan real quick was that he has 117 and a half sacks. It's a ton of sacks. And – his rookie year, he had zero. Zero. We made fun really? of this guy all the time. He almost got Cam Newton down like once or twice. 
And Cam like stiff armed the shit out of him, just like get off. <laughs> and just like Kevin moved. We were like, dude, you had a sack. He said, get off. You had a sack and you let him go. He's like, I thought he was down. I'm like, dude, he's bigger than you. He's bigger than you. You thought he was down? Cause like Cam like pushed him. And Cam was like, just went back and it's like, yeah, dude, get out of here and just do it. Get off ball. me. Yeah, it's like, dude. It's like, dude, he's bigger than you. All right, anyways, but just know, Cam, love you, dog. And That's he's funny. still a second. We, he jokes about it because now he says, like, when young rookies come in now, you can't, you can't haze them. You can't, like, you got to ask, like, how are they doing mentally? How, how are, are you feeling? You, how are you feeling? He was, like, talking about these things. Like, it's just so different when I came in versus, like, when they came in, they didn't give a fuck about how I felt. It was like, dude. You started on second base. You think we care about you. Really? Wow. It was bad. All right, anyway. I, I didn't realize you, 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 you all ragged on him for that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, it's true. He laughs about it because he's like, uh, yeah, kind of true. He's like, uh. like J.C. Horn get that, you think, in the locker room? Probably. Uh, J.C. has to stay healthy. Okay, different story, I guess. Totally different story. Joe Horn didn't play 16 years like Cam's dad did. Mm -hmm. um, just totally different situation, I, I think. All right. I mean, but yeah, he probably, you know, he's probably on first with the lead, you know, he's on first. He's a, he had a single. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rest of us got to get in the box and get a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Dad started him off with a single. You know what I'm saying? Nice little I didn't lead. Just, I never thought about that dynamic, right? I mean, I was kind of, you know, if you're in the league, you're in the league. You can play, you can no. play, but that's funny. That's no, really funny. It, yeah. No, it's totally, especially now that more and more players Kids are starting to show up all the over NFL. the place. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, it's like people don't understand like genetics matter. Yeah, and when you got a pops or somebody that's around that's been there, been through it, can really help you kind of waver through some of the distractions and things that's going to get in your way on the way. Yeah, Dude. But you know what? That's true. But that, there's a difference between that and like straight up nepotism, though, right? Because you still got to be right. able to play. Obviously, a thousand percent. You still got to be able to play. Yeah. I was thinking. About I'm not that. saying none of them can't play. I got a message on the way over here. That uh, Jack Collinsworth was fired by or was NBC took Jack Collinsworth off the play-by-play -play of uh, Notre Dame football on NBC, and I was just laughing because it's Chris Collinsworth's son. Jack Collinsworth doesn't get any of the jobs that he's gotten without being Chris Collinsworth's kid. Yeah, I don't even and, know what he's done to do any of those things until correct. I saw him on TV. Well, right, and it's, it's I don't hate Jack Collinsworth, but yeah, like, I, let's I be, don't know. The let's guy. be real, Jack Collinsworth doesn't get any of those opportunities without being Chris Collinsworth's kid, right? So the the difference is again, you got to at least be able to play, you know, yeah. when it comes to that stuff. That's interesting. Um, all right, we got to talk about this. All right, I, I am stunned. Well, that's not true. Are you go are you going to apologize? I'm not going to apologize. Okay. Tell these people what you want me to apologize for. Yeah, so I said this last year. I was – because I'm, I'm a very close affiliate and an alumni at the <laughs> University of Alabama. Okay. Oh, so I've heard. <laughs> All right. And we have a basketball player who was a rock star for us last year named Brandon Miller. Heard of him. And I said, Kyle, this guy – is going to be a star. In the, like, he's legit. That The Hornets, we got the number two pick. We didn't get number one, so we didn't get Wimbignana, who's the overall. Everybody knew that was going to be number one. Right. You were like, uh, Rome, I like this guy, Scoot Henderson. I said, Brandon Miller will be a better bat. Is better. He can shoot the three. He can go off the dribble. The dude's legit. If, if, if he didn't have all the outside distractions, Excuse me. All the outside distractions that just hit hit home in that Alabama team, 
they would have been the Final Four Sweet 16. They just couldn't handle all the distractions because the more they won, the more the bigger the noise got. As I told you, I'm not I'm not apologizing for a thing. Um, I saved myself. I want you. Uh, you saved yourself because you were I on. I saved myself. Admit that you were on Scoot Henderson. At, no, no, at one point, I was for sure. At one point, I was. But the Monday before the draft. The Monday before. There, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I changed my mind. I get credit. Even if I got there late, I, changed, I was like, you know what? Brandon Miller can hoop. I'll be fine either way. That's what I said. Brandon Miller can hoop. I'll be fine either way. So that counts, damn it. But, you know, you're an Alabama guy. So I, you, te- I text Kyle a couple of days ago. All I'm hearing about on the radio now. And, hey, shout out to the Hornets for doing something nice to their fans, like giving away tickets, all right? Shout out to them for that. At least I got one of these Alabama guys right. Hey, <laughs> relax. Sorry. You know what? You know what? We can really dive into some stuff because guess who I ran into at Blackhawk yesterday? And we talked for like 30 minutes. The department store, the, the, the home goods store? Yes. God, I love that place so much. It's great. And the popcorn is phenomenal. The only thing missing is they took the slide out, and that's ridiculous. <sighs> they should have never taken the slide out. But yeah. anyway, who'd you run into? Josh McCown. Who? Josh McCown. Oh, former Panthers quarterbacks coach, Josh McCown. Yes, we talked for 30 minutes. Spill some tea? I mean, I mean, dude, there was no tea left. Really? Yeah. Spilled all the tea. It was no tea left. Me wow. and him sat up and talked in the middle of an aisle for 30 minutes. Now, we'll get into that. How many people you think recognized y'all and were listening through the shelves? I, I have no side? idea. Like, I think people were going to ask us, like, were we okay? Do we need help? But it was just like... And I think these guys just know each other. Everybody just let us go by. Nobody walked in the aisle while we were there. Right, right. It was just me and him for like 30 minutes right. in the middle of Blackhawk. Wow. And I hadn't seen him. And, you know, I played with his brother. Uh, uh, we're teammates with his brother, Luke McCown, as he was a backup quarterback to Drew for like three, mm-hmm. four, five years. Yep. And so Luke could flat out sling the rock, bro. And Luke talks about how much better he is than Josh at everything. And Josh is a really great athlete. Yeah. So, Hearing these two always have this competitive bond, and I, I didn't get to know Josh until later on, but uh, but really, really cool. So we'll we'll get into that part because okay. I got some tea now. Okay. Uh, it's full. You just, you, I mean, you're, you're basically just burned your source, though. You know yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah, but, like, I don't think he cares. And not only that, but I'm not going to say anything <laughs> that that I don't think he would care would be public. Okay. Um, I do understand that. But I got to sound credible. Like, yeah, I don't care. Okay. And – um. So, anyways, Brandon Miller, like I said, flat out baller. Baller. And has been leading the Hornets. And everybody thought LaMelo was a star. When he really, is. Brandon Miller is a freaking star in the making. And the dude's got clutch genes, too. Can we talk about that? Well, hold on now. LaMelo was rookie of the year. And because his name <clears throat> last name is Ball, and he's part of the big baller what brand. Of, blah, blah, oh, blah. yeah, because they're so well-loved in the league office, right? We haven't even heard from Le- LeVar Ball in like yeah, two he, years. He, I haven't even seen him in Charlotte. He doesn't talk. No, he's no one hears from him ever anymore. But he's done his job. He got, his, he got two of his sons to the NBA. He's done everything he needed to do. Um, he, but, I mean, look, I'm with you. Brandon's awesome. I can't wait, and I didn't think I'd be in this position. But, you know, I got Hornets pregame tonight. I was dreading the shit out of the back half of the season uh, about two weeks ago. Now I'm not. It's fun. They won for the first time. They won three games straight. Three straight. (laughs) Miller's playing his ass off. Um, They're a lot of fun, man. So I'm look. People love. It's funny because we'll always remember the arena booing the Brandon Miller pick. They booed. What do you mean they booed? Even Hugo the Hornet was like when they made the pick. (laughs) He dropped his head. Was like, it's on. You can't like it's on camera. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was off. I was in the arena doing the draft show that yeah. night on FNZ, and it was like you could feel it coming. And any time, like right before the picks, they went to scoot. There's a lot of cheers. And then they'd show Brandon. There was like a boo. And it was like, damn, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> and they picked Brandon Miller. And it was like, boo, like 60% booze. And Hugo the Hornet was like, ooh. And, and, and then, you know, Brandon Miller's got to live with that. And now he's just shoving it in everybody's face right he's now. He's balling. I'm just glad I was the only one right. Oh, the only one? The only the one. The only one. Okay, the I got The only you. one. Sure. Because, look, you listen to all your, your basketball uh, talking heads and, and great minds that were all, even including my guy Jay Billis, that was like, hey, look, Scoot Henderson, dog. Like, dog. If he comes in the room with Brandon Miller, he's the one that's going to come out alive. Mm. And now it's oh, like that's true. Brandon Miller – just a flat-out score. Like, he could just shoot. And the thing and they, is, like, I wish I'd known more about Miller's personality before. Yeah, they, it's like, I love the kid's personality. And, and because he was born in it. Like, his dad was an athlete. Played well, at Alabama. He's just so – it's got. A, it's a very dry personality. Nothing bothers him. They he said loves, he, he practices the right way. He loves, goes about his business yes, the right way. He loves like, messing with people, but, like, he's very smart. He doesn't care about your opinion. Yep. And he has a very – like, because I talk to Steve Clifford, the Hornets coach, all the time. He's raved about this kid, like, old-school mentality, the way that he practices, the way he approaches things. You don't have to teach him things more than once. He gets it the first time. Yeah. Um, he's pissed off when they lose, which is a big thing for a lot of people right oh, now. I, it, it, it bothers me when I hear Hornets fans or any other team's fan like, ah, are we sure we want to win? I'm like, dude, we're professionals. Like, I want to yes. win every night. Every night. <laughs> it's the whole point of all this. <laughs> this is the whole point I'm here. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to, to lose to see what we get next year. Yeah. Like, and if that's the mentality you have, then, like, you don't need to be here. But I think also, for being honest with you, and I, I hate to paint in broad, broad strokes like this because I don't know everybody in the NBA, and yeah. I know a lot of these guys – do care but like there's an overall perception among a lot of people that a lot of these guys don't, don't care, as, care. Much as, as much as they used to because they don't have to when you're a role player making 17 million dollars a year in the nba how mad you really going to be when you lose a game all right on, on a tuesday night in cleveland yeah especially when i can go you know jump on one of these apps and holler at one of the right and so you see brandon miller's like oh that's for guys like me and you you know who grew up in that 90s early aughts 2000s nba it's like Oh, yeah, that's what that looks like. I forgot. You know, when guys give a shit, they get angry when they lose, and you know they yeah. act that way. So it's, it's been cool to see that for sure. And it's also, by the way, not to you know relitigate all this, why the NBA All-Star game needs to be shut down permanently. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's an abomination to sports and competitiveness, and they got to shut that shit down. I was it's, going to go to that topic next. It is awful. <laughs> it's like, so bad. And, like, when you have – So you say that, Kyle, but you know what's funny is, like, it's the same thing in the NFL Pro Bowl. Like they I look at it, it, they at least scrapped it. I, yeah, the NFL Pro Bowl, right? It's funny because like I hate it. Then I look at my son; he's like, "That is so cool." Right? It's like these young kids; they think it's the coolest thing ever. Seeing Dame shoot a, fit, a, a shot from half court, he was like, "That is awesome." I'm like, "Dude, this game sucks. <laughs> this game's terrible. Nobody's playing defense. <laughs> no, nobody. They like, don't, but my son has not. They don't even right." He's not even connecting those dots. No, he's like, but how, which son, Roman? Yeah. How old is he now? Seven. Seven. Okay, so he's starting to really, you know, stuff starting to click for him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's I, all sports all the time. That, that's but good. It, but that's what I'm saying. It's like us older people that actually know what we're looking at, right. actually enjoy some like, basketball. Wow, that's that's, awesome. that's horse cuts, shit. <laughs> you know, posting like defense, like some fundamental stuff, close out. Right. Those like, things. Like, like back in the day, if MJ in the All Star game, if MJ was going at the rack, Patrick Ewing and Akeem Elijah, while we're well, I guess you know Elijah was going to go. Try, he was going to meet him at the rim to try to stop him. 
That shit ain't happening anymore. No way. It hadn't happened for a while. You no got way. Anthony Edwards talking about shooting left-handed all weekend. Just shut this shit down, man. <laughs> like I don't do your skills comp. Do your three-point shootout. I mean, the dunk competition's awful, but if you want to dunk, go dunk. But the I, game I, itself is so unnecessary at this point. The dunk competition sh- could be better. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna shit on the dunk contest just because, like Matt McClung, who wouldn't have all the love that he's gotten the last year and a half. Uh, if they didn't allow G-leaguers to get in there. So that's been cool for that aspect of it. And get a dude credit. White boy can jump. Like, white boy got, got hops. Mac so. McClung is from southwest Virginia like me. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, yeah, look, he's a cool story for sure. Yeah, he went but to Texas Tech. He played good ball in college, Georgetown too. first. Yeah. So uh, he went under Pat Ewing. Um, it's really, really interesting. So I, I think the dunk contest would be better if they had better players in it. Stars won't do it. I don't know why. Did you see LeBron and Kendrick Perkins blame it all on LeBron? I'm sorry, that Stephen A. Blame Stephen it all a on. blamed it all on LeBron. He said all the stars did it before him. Before him, everybody did it. It's like it was like a, a rite of passage. Yep. Like all of them. And, and look, and I mean the star stars like MJ, Dr. J, like Kobe, uh, all of the greats. Dominique. Dominique. He just uh, five of them. Yeah. Uh, Vince. Tracy McGrady, like all the great hoopers, even look, and I'm not even saying Levine's a superstar, but he's an all-star and he did the dunk contest and it was really good when they did it. But our best players don't see the value in it. And so because of that, it devalues it and and it stinks. And yeah, Stephen A. blamed it on LeBron because LeBron should have did it at least once. At least once. He should have did it. Yep. But he didn't. And now. He still could, but he won't. No, he's 40, bro. No. What do you mean no? Not His presence alone would, would would make it more interesting. Yeah, that's true. But he doesn't want to lose. No, I know. I, of course and, he doesn't. But and so because of that, he's never did it. Yeah, I, I just it was a bad game, and I don't watch. I, I well, I watch Love Is Blind the, instead. The the Steph versus Sabrina Ionescu three point shootout was awesome. Yeah, even um, though Kenny Smith was just ranting the whole time about how she shouldn't be shooting from the men's three point line. <laughs> he just. But she made them though. Like I don't know what the what the hate is. So um, I thought it was entertaining at times. My son loved it. Um, but like you said, I think something has to happen. And when you see after the All Star Weekend, um, the commissioner uh, Silver Adam Silver comes in there and says, "Look, our NBA players coming from America are just not ready when they get to the league." Yeah, he's like. The AAU, something's not right. Our kids, we're having to get them there. They have no, they have no like ball intellectual. Well, here's the thing: the ratio of games to practices there versus here is backwards. They pra- they 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 practice five times a week, yep. and they might play one time a week. Yep. Whereas here, you got AAU teams playing three, four, five times a week, and they might not practice at all, but they yep. might practice once or twice. Yeah. I mean, but but it's also practicing as a team. Correct. Not just like one-on-one skills training, which mm-hmm. is what we've gotten, we've fallen in love with. Yep. But like we know how to do all these moves. They're the most skilled they've ever been in the NBA, but they have no idea how to play ball. They don't know how to play team defense. They don't know how right. to what the proper rotation is. So to your point, Hornets make trades at the deadline two weeks ago. Part of the one, part of the five guys they bring over is Vasa Misic, a thirty-year-old former EuroLeague Player of the Year. <laughs> who is a rookie at 30 years old in the NBA. <laughs> he, he drops 18 and 9 the first night that he's there because he's playing fucking basketball. 
because he's running the offense. He's looking for open <laughs> shooters. He's distributing. He's keeping the ball moving, right? Yeah. I, and so Nobody's just pounding the ball. And right. Standing in the same spot. Right. Absolutely. And so, yes, to your point, there's a lot of that. And I was actually just reading another article about it this morning, oddly enough, after I saw the reel that you sent me about Kobe. I don't know why you try to make me cry early in the morning, man. <laughs> um, but I, I, got, <laughs> I saw this It was article. a great reel. Yeah, I know. Got me all misty. First thing this morning, I miss Kobe. Uh, but no, it was it was about you know the same thing. Like AAU culture is ruining basketball and has been ruining American basketball, and it's why so many of these foreign-born players now are you know taking roster spots and our are stars. better and more productive players. Yes. Like people think you watch Nikola Jokic play. Oh, it's not as flashy. He doesn't play above the rim. Yeah, but he's better than all y'all except maybe Joel Embiid. Maybe yeah. uh, he's better. He's a two-time MVP. Why? I would have loved to have seen him match up versus somebody like Shaq. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Jokic, for as big as he is, he doesn't play above the rim. doesn't matter. No. He's a more highly skilled Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Severely skilled. Mm -hmm. And And Sabonis was a stud. 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 Um, I didn't realize that he was on that that team, I think the Soviet Union team or the Russia team, that beat America in the – in well, the, uh, Sabonis is another one. I don't. He didn't come to the NBA till he was thirty. I yeah, think, yeah, right? yeah. He yeah. was older. Yeah, he did it when he was young. I saw him on a highlight. Yeah, uh, at the 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 Redeem Team highlight, mm-hmm. they went back in time and talked about uh, Doug Collins' uh, Olympic team losing. Sabonis was on the team. I saw him celebrate. I'm like, dude, that's a bonus. I didn't know that because I just remember from Portland when he was older. Yep. You know, getting buckets, passing, doing everything that he did. Highly skilled guy. Oh yeah. And so, uh, and shout out to his son, who's now a, a big time baller with the Pacers. So nope, it's, it's Kings now. Oh, Kings. Sorry, but it's just really cool when we talk about these things. And yes, uh, it, it's been really, really interesting because now that my kids are getting older, I mean, shit, they're falling in love with the private workouts. I'm like, but dude, do you know like how to play ball? Right. Like they don't play enough. Just like, hey, here's a ball, go play. Yeah. You know, go to the gym. Go spend an hour and a half with a bunch of people you don't know playing pickup for an yeah. hour and a half, right? Learn how to play help defense. Yeah. Learn how to cut learn what doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Learn what doesn't work. Yeah. You know, things like that. You know. Yeah. So, no, I, we used to do it all the time. I mean, yeah. that, that's how we spent Sundays. It's hard to get on the court sometimes, but that's how you spent the weekends. Now, no, I, I just I didn't watch the game on Sunday very much. Uh, I watched Love Is Blind instead, and I was I, I, I got to be honest, I was shocked to to hear it a little bit that you haven't at least looked into this yet. No, and I'm a trash TV guy. So I need to get on this. You do. You do. Is um, it, what, what is it on? Peacock? No, Netflix. Netflix. Um, I actually exchanged messages last night with Jimmy from Love is Blind. Okay. Um, you know, it's I, in Charlotte. It's, well, it's a Charlotte-based cast, right. So they go out to L.A. for the pods, um, which, you know, if anybody watches the show, they know what that is. I'll, I I'll, don't watch it, so it's fine. But then they bring them back to Charlotte after that. So, like, the first five episodes were all a pod-based. It was pods, and they send them to, like, the Dominican Republic. And then they bring them back to the city so that they're from. So do they actually see each other while they're in the Dominican? Not while they're – yeah, in the, in the DR they do. Um, so, like, they, the gist of it is love is blind. It's the name because they put them in pods, men and women, and they can't see each other. And they, they go on dates, quote-unquote, but they're just talking. And you don't know what the person on the other side looks like. And you're not supposed to talk about what you look like either because it's the whole point, which is why this season's been interesting because Jimmy, the guy I was exchanging messages with last night, uh, who may come on the show <laughs> on the podcast – um, he ended up engaged to a girl who told him that she looks like Megan Fox. She doesn't look like Megan Fox. Now, when you tell a guy in his 20s in this scenario that you look like Megan Fox oh, yeah. and the other girl that he's considering going out with, that he's got a relationship with, 
doesn't say that. And in this case, she's a, she's already a mother. So like he's looking at like a stepfather type situation within the end of the world. But like you're making oh, the one ba- that says she looks like Megan Fox. The other one. The okay. other. Yeah. The, this is a girl that said she looks like Megan Fox. She has no kids. Oh, the yeah. other girl that Jimmy was talking to, Jessica, she has a daughter. Right. And so I love that you're into this. Oh, it's amazing. Like, I've always shit on reality TV my entire fucking life. I really have. And my wife has taken such glee in this. Like, Camille's the one that convinced me to watch it. And I have to thank her because, I like, she and I have been bonding all week you over like this. You seem like you're all in on I'm all in, bro. Like, I, I, I haven't been able to get I, – I, I can't stop watching it. I've stayed up too late, way too late, three times this week watching this shit. Um, but, you know, there's, so there's the girl who says – I, I kind of – people tell me I look like, you know, what's his name? MGK's girlfriend. For, lady, you know who Megan Fox is. Stop trying to be coy. You're like, uh, people say I, I kind of look like MGK's wife or girlfriend. It's like, he's like, you mean Megan Fox? Of course she means Megan Fox. She knows what she's doing. That's against the rules anyway. So all of a sudden now you got this guy who's already there. He's looking to get married. He's looking for, he's like, oh, I'm talking to somebody that looks like Megan Fox. Hell yeah. Of course you're going to think about that. And then on the other side, you got this girl that you like, but it's like, man, I might be a stepdaddy. And that's, that's, that's a lot of work too. And yeah. so it's like, you know, nothing wrong with that, but. It's going to tilt the scales, man. It's going to tip no the scales doubt. when a girl Megan, says, I Megan, look like Megan Fox. Megan Fox, no kid. Right. Versus, I don't know what she looks like and has a kid. Right. Dude, I'm taking Megan Fox, right. no right. kid. Right, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to all I the stepdads. I don't even need anything else. Right. Shout out to all the stepdads out there, you know, d- doing all the hard work and all no that. Doubt. But when you don't know what somebody looks like and the other says, hey, I might look like Megan Fox. That's where he's going to go. <laughs> and so then you, everybody's like, oh, that's dirty. She doesn't look anything like Megan Fox at all. And uh, it's epic television. It's absolutely epic fucking television, dude. I'm going like, to be watching this shit later. There's a dude named Clay who doesn't look all that dissimilar to you, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, he ran track at USC. Um, he's with a girl named AD, Amber Desiree. She goes by AD. Okay. Uh, it's just funny to find out like how many mutual acquaintances I have with these people in Charlotte now. Oh, because, oh, yeah, they all live here. They all live here. They, all, they work out at the Dowd YMCA. They live, ah. they live in Southend, right? Oh, oh it's popping. It's popping, right? <laughs> so, like, last night we're watching an episode, and one of the couples, this dude, Jeremy, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but, like, he comes back, and, you know, he's, uh, he's talking to his fiance, and she's like, I guess they were doing the find, what's the, the iPhone thing where you can watch? Find my phone. Find my phone, right? So, they're, like, they're, they're watching where each other goes, and, like, he drops her a pin. He's like, I'm at the bar all night. And so he's like, she baits him into it. She's like, oh, you were at the bar all night. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I was here in the parking lot and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, bullshit. No, you fucking weren't. She was like, your car wasn't in South End. I followed you. You were in, you were north of the city, and that's where Sarah Ann lives. And I was like, oh, shit, this is awesome. Not only am I watching this trashy-ass <laughs> drama, but I know where all these places are. Yeah. Like, like these South End bars are pot. It's incredible, man. <laughs> I can't stop watching this shit. And I'm not ashamed of it. It's incredible. I, I, I'm sad I'm missing out. And I'm a trash TV guy. You got you to gotta jump on, bro. You, season six today. <laughs> you got to jump on. I'm in. I'm in. Um, I'll try and get it in before we leave because uh, the family and I were going to uh, Columbia, South Carolina later on. Hang out with Shane Beamer? Uh, no. Actually, we're going to go to uh, Alabama is playing against the uh, South Carolina women's Lady Gamecocks. Oh, sick! So we're we're going to go down there. To oh, watch, that'll be awesome. Watch the number one team in the uh, in the country. Yeah, play against Alabama. Who, you know, I would not be wearing my Alabama gear. I'll probably have an Alabama hat on just in case. You know, we run into. Of course, you should. Don Staley or somebody you should. famous. Yes, so, uh, it'll be really cool. Um, I got tickets for my boy. The whole fam's excited. We're going. Everybody, including Soul Brother. So it'll be interesting. I've never been to uh, a South Carolina girls uh, game, but it looks packed out on TV all the damn time. So. And oh my, yeah, and my boy said, "Oh no, 
he's like, I'm trying to, I asked him for a couple more tickets. He's like, I'm trying to say, but they say it's sold out already. So uh, we'll see what happens. And Alabama is up and down. They're not great. They got a, uh, they got one girl who'll be a, a all SEC player. Uh, Jay Barker, I don't know if you know who that is. He's Why do I know that name? He, because he was the quarterback at Alabama when they won the national championship in 1992. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 His daughter, uh, Sarah Ashley, it's a double name, whatever, uh, Sarah Ashley Barker. It's a Southern or thing. Ashley, yeah, Ashley, <laughs> Sarah, whatever. Yeah. It's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's a good player, and uh, so she'll be there too. And uh, she, she'll, she'll, get, she'll try and keep it close to Alabama early, but South Carolina is just way too big, too good. That would be a good team. time for the girls. It would be a great time for the girls. No, I can't wait to do that because I was thinking about that the other day because South Carolina is really good. My lady Hokies are uh, dominant. They, they are really good too. And so I told my wife, I was like, I really want to take Sky, my oldest daughter, to a game. But she's she she turns three in like two weeks. She's not quite old enough to go appreciate it. Plus, that place is loud as hell. Well, it's going to be interesting to me to see how Virginia Tech keeps it rolling because right now you guys have had such great guard play. What's that one girl? She's, Georgia Amos, you know, the Aussie baller. Yep. Yeah, you mean so it's like. And when you get a really good star player in women's basketball, bro, you're going to win. Well, it ain't even just her. Liz Kitley's a two-time ACC player of yes. the year. so that's what I'm saying. So, you guys – Yeah. But how do they keep it rolling, right? Like, I think South Carolina's in a good place because women go to South Carolina not because it's in Columbia, not because of South Carolina. They go because of Dawn Staley. Yep. You know? Yep, they do. They go to Connecticut where it's cold as fuck. For Gino. For Gino. <laughs> they went to Knoxville for Pat. They went to Knoxville for Pat. Yep. Like that's what they do. Women's sports is a different in that way versus like men's sports is like, oh, I like I like this uniform. I like but women's sports, especially basketball, no, they're going for the coach. Same way they go to uh, Stanford for Vandergrip, Vanderveer. Uh the the women's coach out there at all time. Yep, Jerry Vanderveer. Yeah, so it's it's uh I'm excited about it. I've never been to the game. I got to get some gas in my car a little bit later. So. so you really you can't start the binging of Love Is Blind yet, is what you're saying. But when are you going to Columbia? Uh, this afternoon. This, this afternoon, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you really can't. I mean, I might get one in like in between, like after get my a little workout in tonight. Hit the treadmill, maybe. Dude. Buy yourself an hour. Watch that first like the first I can, I can first probably. two or three episodes, all pods. Right? Drama's good. Um, uh, a little too much crying for me at times, but you know I got over that. Everything else is fantastic. Once you start getting to the episodes where they, they send the couples to the DR and then they bring them back to Charlotte. Those are the episodes. They dropped three episodes yesterday. Three. I was up till midnight watching these bad boys last night. They dropped all three, right? So all three of those yesterday was the end of the Dominican Republic and bringing them back to Charlotte. And they're living together for the first time. Oh, they're saying, living together. Oh, yeah, dude. It, it goes from the pods to vacation to living together. That's like the, the – So when did they get, like, married? At the end of the show. Ah. At the end of the show. Because I'm wondering. I'm like, all right, well, you're dating this person. You're not like, you know, when do you get the cheeks? Like, when is it okay? Like, is it available? It's just, oh, yeah. No, it's the, almost like 90 cheeks day has been fiance. Got. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. 90 day fiance, right? Like, right. Oh, you marry him in the, oh, uh, married at first sight, right? Right. Where you like marry somebody like, I know we're married. So do you like get the cheeks or like. You get the you, cheeks. You get the cheeks. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, we should. I actually. Well, now, I will say though, this. So I will say this. There's a couple on the show. <laughs> Uh, dude named Kenneth, um, you, I don't know if you've – I'm trying to think if you know him or not. He's like the youngest principal in the Charlotte region. Uh, you know Movement School over here on Freedom? I do know this guy. You know him, right? I do know How, him. So you know him, but you don't know that he's on the TV show? I had no idea he's on the TV show. I just saw him like a month or so ago because my son was doing Skills Factory and that, that Movement School had their first year of basketball and they were at practice and he was helping. Are you serious? 
Yes. Tall black dude, dreads. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so, were like, oh, he's the youngest principal in like North Carolina history. He's 25 like, years old. Yeah. He's a principal. Right. Yeah. He's on this show. So <laughs> him and this, him and the girl, Brittany, that get the, I'm, I'm going to spoil some of this shit for you, but they're like, you know, no, we're, we're going to, we're, you know, we're having our, um, they're not having sex. All right. They're, they're, they're basically, they're waiting until marriage. They're the only ones. Everybody else, cheeks all day. <laughs> just, just cheeks. Che- Once they get to the DR, cheeks, cheeks, cheeks. Oh, oh for sure. Oh, it's, it's, in the, it's in the weather. Yeah, well, I mean. And well, how many of these people have actually been to the DR? So when you go there somewhere. You're drinking. Like, ah. Everybody's in bathing suits. That's how this stuff goes down, man. This is exactly how this You got to watch down. this show, dude. I, I got to get in. It's so good. It's so good. Because I, here's, here's the other no part. There's no way too. I thought this is what. We we're going to talk about. Well, I know, but here's the best part. We've too. had all this crazy. What makes me, th- what makes it so enjoyable too, is that like some of the once you get engaged, right? They do the reveal, so they get dressed up and they put them on either side of these doors, like 30, 40 feet apart. And there's this build up and the drums and the music, and they're all sweating, and everybody's like, "Oh, I can't wait! I can't believe this is gonna." And then the doors open, and they see each other for the first time. And sometimes it's like, "Oh, you're so attractive," and other times it's like, "Oh, fuck! I think I messed up." <laughs> So, so when Jimmy sees not Megan Fox, that's one of the most viral clips on the internet right now oh. because he's like looking over at the production staff, like how the fuck y'all not tell me about this? Like this bitch said Megan Fox. Yeah, she said Megan Fox, man. She said <laughs> Megan Fox, not Jimmy, not Red Fox, not Jimmy Fox. Like she said Megan Fox. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, now I'm on. You that's what I'm me. saying. You no, no other me. show can give you that. No, I'm I'm all in. I got I got. I'm not all in, but I want to be all in. You should be all in. Um. But I did. I exchanged messages with Jimmy last night, and he was. I think they've got to wait because you know with these reality shows, they got to wait till the show ends. They got to yep. do. You know, the, the network itself gets the first interviews and yes. things like that. But Jimmy's a Charlotte guy, huge Panthers fan. Um, I think we're gonna hang out with Jimmy at some point. Uh, dude, I I would love it. Hopefully, I can clean up my man room by then and uh, get uh, get out of here, <laughs> get all my shit out of here by then. Uh, dude, that is awesome. So we haven't talked in two or three weeks. A lot of stuff has happened. You went to the Super Bowl. Yes, the Super Bowl happened. Uh, first of all, I, I think the Super Bowl, it should not be in every city, right? No. Certain cities can handle it, though. Right. I think Vegas is one of those cities that can handle it, but it fucking sucks. Really? And I, I, I say it sucks because everything is literally on the strip. And it's like one row. Nobody can get around. Nobody yeah, yeah, can yeah, get yeah, around. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. other than the logistics, <laughs> yep. it was great. The, but logistically moving, the closer you got to Super Bowl day, by like, sat, dude, it took me 30 minutes to get from in front of my hotel at Caesars to just loop around to almost getting to the back of Caesars to get out of there. 30 minutes. What? It's just traffic. It's just, so CBS bought up. Uh, like right in front of Bellagio, so they had like one lane blocked off, so you couldn't just like cars couldn't just like run up on the curb or anything. Right, right. So they had that blocked off, so that lowers the amount of cars that can roll, and then it just got crazier and crazier because I was at Caesars, which the NFL had a whole they, dude, NFL so big time, bro. Like, like I'm just blessed and like lucky to even have like the audacity. Well, 124 million people watch the game, so <laughs> most ever, ever, ever. So, I'm sitting there. NFL had twenty thousand rooms blocked off. That sound about right, Kyle? Twenty thousand. <laughs> That's what I'm telling. Twenty thousand rooms blocked off in for, Vegas. For who? 
No, I, I don't know. I mean, I know you got a lot of people, but like <laughs> 20,000? 20,000. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that includes the teams. Dude, 20,000 rooms blocked off. NFL half. I'm like, what? Half? I got to Google some shit right now. <laughs> what? Yes. All right, so. Uh, so okay, so, oh, oh, oh. So the Vegas Strip itself contains over 130,000 rooms. Yes. In 2022, Vegas had 150,000. Okay, so that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, NFL said, no, we're going with the 20,000 blocked off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, do, we're taking these. You can have 130. It's That's fine. like 12% of their hotel rooms. Okay. NFL had them. Boom. Right? In different hotels. Different setup. Mandalay Bay, Caesars. They had one more, too. Right? Yeah. All these rooms blocked off. So, cool. I'm at Caesars. I mean, where else would a Roman stay? Right? Obviously. Clearly. So... It was great. The, the interviews that I got to do were awesome. I got to do one with Lawrence Taylor, who's still a scary motherfucker. Like, Terrifying. Like, it's some people that just like walk around. I, I've been around gold Hall of Famers, gold jacket guys, Kyle. And this guy still just walks just a little bit above the rest. Yes. Like, and you can tell others around him, they like yes. low-key bow down. And he's still big. And crazy. I think he's still a bit crazy. <laughs> he was hungover as fuck when we interviewed him. Big about. and crazy. He yeah. was hungover as shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't really watch football anymore, that much anymore. He's like, it doesn't entertain me for me. Like, like I wanted to kill people when I played. Like, eh. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. He's like, he's like eh. I just don't want to – I just don't see the violence that he – would. pretty much he got addicted to. I think he's addicted to the violence yes. in the game. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, you, know, Corey, you know Corey Miller? Yeah, he played next to LT. He's told me all these stories. Yeah, look, I saw him and Corey at a at a golf tournament two years ago. They stayed up till fucking four a.m. smoking cigars and telling old school stories. Yeah, like they're like homies, and it was hilarious to see. Yep. But these old motherfuckers, bro, like they don't they mm-hmm. don't fuck around, mm-hmm. and they are different breeds. And he was addicted to the. I mean, like he was like when I saw, I took offense to people like running the ball, gaining two yards on us. Like him and they, Romanowski were cut from the exact same cloth. Like, yeah, and he's they, like. Yeah. They, they hated people on the field. Like yeah. They were there to hurt them. Yes, and he said the moment somebody got any yards, I was like, I want to separate that motherfucker from the ball. Like, hunt him down. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, this dude still sounds kind of crazy. But, hey, it's what it is. Yeah. Um, He's the Mike Tyson of football. <laughs> yeah. He really is. No, LT well, people, is the Mike yeah, Tyson of football. I agree. I, that is a great comparison, Kyle. I saw him in the room interact with others and other greats, and he still is just a little bit different than everybody else. Yes. Just – it's just, and everybody's weary of it. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I tell people, like, I've had these conversations with my wife. I'm like, listen, like, I, I don't walk around really in fear of anybody, but they're just certain dudes when they walk by you. You're just like, that guy, he's a, it's a different type of experience for, for him. Like, it's, yeah. he's angry and yeah. he's he, carried himself with size and anger his yeah. whole life. And that's not a good combination. I don't think he was angry as much as it was just like, you just know it's in him. Yes. Yes. He's almost like the warrior that's in the garden now. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, it's Tyson, too. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's the warrior that's in the garden. They're getting older, and they're like, oh. Like, Tyson doesn't want, he doesn't want to box. Like, he doesn't watch boxing very much. He, doesn't yeah. really, like, he will be a part of it now, I think, for a lot of monetary reasons, but I've heard him talk about the same thing. Yeah. Where he's like, I don't really like that version of myself. He's like, the version of myself that came out, you know, when I had to fight. And, like, so he doesn't want to be a part of it. Whereas, yeah. like, with LT, it's probably like, okay, well, this is who I was. I can't do that anymore. So yeah. what's the appeal of that to me? Yeah, it, no. it's, it probably is. It was really, really insightful. It was really cool to sit down with just him himself. It's fascinating um, stuff. 
The other very interesting thing I learned was uh, Troy Vincent sat down with him, who's you know second in line up under the commissioner mm-hmm. on the NFL side. He didn't know who Taylor Swift was. Stop it. He said that. Stop I literally it. was like, "Come on, Doctor. You don't come on. Let's be honest." But <laughs> so then I had to ask him. I said, "They quote in quotations. They think that the NFL has set all this up. Travis Kelsey." Taylor Swift, getting more views. How do you respond to that? He's like, dude, I don't respond usually. But he's like, I think it's crazy that anybody thinks that any type of cheating, he went into like a whole breakdown of the things that the NFL are doing to try and prevent injuries and prevent the whole thought of cheating getting into the game. Like the iPads on the sidelines. Like the reason they don't do full videos is because certain coaches are like, no, it's an advantage to be able to sit over there and the best coaches are able to make adjustments on the sideline mm. by looking at pictures, not full video. Yeah. Like, your players need to know what the fuck they just saw. Draw it up and, like, adjust. Like, that's an advantage. The best coaches, that's how you impact the game is advantages or is uh, adjustments on the sideline. That's why we only give them the pictures. Mm-hmm. And NFL controls everything. There is no third-party situation where you're going to get where, oh, now Ohio State – has practice film of somebody because they're cool with the huddle people. Who, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, none of that is even possible because the NFL runs it all. Like, it's all NFL controlled. It's all ours. There is no third-party yeah. involvement. I was like, damn, I didn't even know that. Another thing I didn't know, hmm. that Green Bay Packers are using this technology. I asked them about turf fields. You know, people complain about it, injuries. He's like, the numbers really, it's very small. Minute difference in turf versus regular grass. It's just a violent, it's just a violent sport that plays at a high rate of speed. Like, yeah. people going to just rip knees up. It's just what happens. He said, but Green Bay is doing this thing. It's a blend where they have real grass, but it grows in this blend with artificial turf. It's a mixture. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. They've been doing it for about a year and a half showing great results, hmm. especially for these cold weather teams where, yeah, I didn't even know it existed, Kyle. Damn. Did you know? No. Yeah. It's a blend of grass and AstroTurf that are, like, together. And it somehow another the grass grows in between the bl- – he said it's some kind of blend, some scientific thing, showing really great results, and it stays green. Uh, it's really no shit. Good. Yeah. It's, wow. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Green Bay's grass was just natural. Like, no, it's a blend. Uh, we have this new technology that they're that they're using. It's going really, really well. Green Bay's the first team to do it, and it's awesome. So uh, more and more teams may start doing this. I'm like, damn, I didn't even fucking know this. Charlotte should definitely be doing this. Yeah. Um, and then I asked him about the Taylor Swift thing, and he's like, look, if she's going to bring an extra 30 million viewers to our televisions and watch the show, he's like, dude, I don't see anything wrong. Seems like a win for us. Yeah. It's like, yeah. dude, we're not complaining. Like, we we don't control it. You know, the cameras go wherever they want to go. But her alone, he's like, I like they're telling us she's going to bring an extra 30 million viewers to the TV sets by her just being there, by dating one of our players. Yeah, so yeah. We're like, yeah, it's cool with us. Like, we don't complain. <laughs> yeah. She's helping everybody. Yeah, so he's like, dude, all we're doing is getting our numbers up. We're good. And he was right. Most rated, highest rated Super Bowl in history. Yeah, no, it's a thing. You People can't deny it. And- 
Like, I, I think that, first of all, the, the algorithms manipulate the shit out of all of us on social media, right? <laughs> yeah. So at first it was, I'm so fucking tired of Taylor Swift. And then it was like, you idiots that are tired of why, Taylor why Swift. You, why, why do you, you hate it, women? Why are you doing it in the white country man voice? That's what I'm good at. Um, <laughs> but it was like it was back and forth. It was like, I get this girl off my TV. And then everybody was like, no, you're a misogynist if you don't think this is good for women watching football. And then all of a sudden it was like, who's actually arguing about it? Is anybody actually arguing about this? Uh, or was this like all a creation of the algorithm? Rhythms. We're not really sure. I heard. I talked to a couple people, and some people were like, like my guy, uh, one of my oldest friends in the NFL, Mike Ornstein. He was just like, "I'm going for the 49ers because I'm just tired of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I'm just tired of it." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "I don't know. Just, I mean, I just, just I just it. don't care about somebody else's relationship. Like, you know, the only the only investment I had in that was being right because I called that shit from day one. I was like, "Oh, she's gonna marry him." And they're like, what? I totally thousand. Me and you. I, the same thing. Me and they're you. like, why? And I was like, look at the sissies that she's dated before. She finally got herself a man. Like, this is all about bio. This is this is just human evolution, <laughs> yeah. human nature. Like, she found herself a big strapping man to yeah. procreate with. It's, of course, this is going to happen. The first time he picked her up doing the big whoopee, she was like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is it. She got manhandled for the first time. Never had that before. She's not a small girl. No, but so, she dated some small dudes. No doubt. Right. And now all of a sudden she's got this big oaf picking her up and carrying her wherever she wants. She's like, oh, it's great. Did you see after the AFC Championship game the video that went viral? Which one? When she whispered but got caught on the hot mic saying, this is the most turned on I've ever been in my life. What? No, how would I miss that? Oh, you didn't see that? I didn't see that one. Are you serious? Yeah. She said that? I keep telling people she might already be pregnant. Like I, I keep, I've, been I've been telling her for like two months. I'm like, there will be an announcement of a child sometime within the next calendar year. There's not a doubt in my mind. They're both 33, right? It's you know, you got to get on it. You can't, you can't keep putting it off. But that was, I was my call from the beginning. And I didn't even know the dudes that she dated. But as soon as I looked up the list of dudes that she dated, Smoke Ludwig showed them to me. I was like, oh, yeah, she's married, Travis Kelsey. There's not a doubt in my mind. Are you, you this is for real? What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Oh! <laughs> yeah. There might, there, there might already be a bun in that other buddy. I'm just telling you right now. She literally said, I've never been so turned on in my life. My life. Ever. Babies. Coming soon. <laughs> Babies will be here soon. She, she hasn't had this before, Kyle. No. And I think it's hilarious that me and you are going to eventually end up right on this. No, we're already right about this. There's not a doubt in my mind. I, I, I told people, I'm like, first of all, I did, a, I did an interview at Super Bowl with Nikki Glazer. And oh, I yeah, said, you did, yeah. And I said, hey, look, um, she mentioned Travis Kelsey. I'm like, first of all, Travis Kelsey is the, the best Taylor Swift's going to be able to do. She's not going to get any better than that. She said, you know what? I said that, and people looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, she ain't dated nobody like this. No. Like, this is – she ain't never had no big dude. She dated some athletic, emo artist types. Yeah, yeah. athletic, swaggy-ass white boy that yeah. can dance, that guy – like, all these things, that has money – that's secure yeah. and is at the top of his craft. Right. You know? Like she's bigger than him, but he don't need her. No. No. But, and she had never had no excitement like this. Football does something to you emotionally that we all, we can never get. Right. Right. Seeing that last second touchdown for your own team, whether it's Virginia Tech. Or just sports Alabama, in general, but especially football. General, but especially like, football. Especially in football. Yeah. Like, it does something to you emotionally, your insides, where you just don't know. Yep. And she's never had that before. And so all of these things wrapped into one. Not only that, but he's nice, uh, a nice, genuine dude. 
Um, yeah, she's hooked, and I'm right, and we're, we, Nikki we told Blazer him. and Kyle Bailey all agree. We told him from the start. This is what Smoke can be. attest to this. Day one, I said it's over. It's a wrap for her. Now, speaking of that, I had to tell you this before we go. You will appreciate this. Um, you know what Smoke did on the air yesterday? No. Bro. Did he curse? No. He have to beep himself. No, it's funnier than that. Um, <laughs> Because you know he's the sweetest kid in the world, right? He's the nicest yeah. guy and in the world. And he doesn't even look like just, the same guy. Yeah, no, just a, like a pure-hearted guy, like just For the sure. nicest guy. So yesterday late in the show, we are talking about college basketball and NC State lost to Syracuse. And I just happened to throw – I'm asking the question, like, all right, if y'all fire Kevin Keats at the end of the season, the basketball coach, I'm like, who do you even want next? I'm like, it, it's a hard job. You know, you want to compete with Duke and Carolina, but they got their own thing and this, that, and the so other. Hard. But I was like, so who do y'all even want? Like, they start rattling off names, and I ask Smoke, and – I swear, I swear to God, Roman. He looks at me from across the room and he goes, "I don't know, maybe like Willie Del, or maybe like Vinny Del Negro." And I was like, "Smoke, Negro, Negro." <laughs> and this this kid realizes don't say Negro. he this kid realizes he just said Negro on the air, and he is petrified. He is, pe- like, you know what? I'm like people know that I'm not like that. I'm like, yes, yeah, Smoke. Everybody knows you're not a racist, but the look on your face. When you just called him Vinny Del Negro and you realized what you did. And, dude, I've never seen the pop on the text line like that in my entire life with everybody just bursting out laughing at Smoke all at the same time. Oh. And, like, one of my dudes, Delvis the Rock, he's like, all right, it's all right, Smoke. I'm black. That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. We laugh at that way more often. Nobody, Black people don't get offended. I know. That's what I told him. I was like, first <laughs> like, of all, give dude, him more credit than that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we, we don't get offended. <laughs> yeah, give him more credit than that. <laughs> you, you didn't even use close to the worst one, no, so just no, chill. No. <laughs> And you're talking worst, about a man. Yeah. <laughs> he just had a brain crack. The worst cramp. thing you said was Negro. <laughs> Dude. But you know him. You yeah. know him. You can imagine, like, the seizing up in terror when yeah. he realized what he just said on the yeah, air. Yeah, bro. If you'd have used the I one, the one with the I, then we probably would have had an yeah, issue. we got to have a talk. Yeah, maybe. But that didn't even come close. <laughs> didn't even come close. I'm telling you, I've never seen a pop on our text line like that. It's our fan duel text line, by the way, now that we can almost gamble in North Carolina. On the 14th. On, I can't wait. Is it the 14th or the 11th? I think it's the it, the 14th, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, either way, it was an amazing reaction on the text I'm really line. excited. Are you? Yeah. I think I'm going to have a couple Somebody little... paying you to say that you're excited? No, I wish. Uh, they don't need to pay me because, I mean, dude, how many people bet on the Super Bowl? A lot. A lot. Yeah. A ton. A ton. And now that it's – it's just funny to me because four years ago, the NFL was like, you cannot get caught doing anything with a casino – Beer companies, like, you can't do any of that stuff. And now they're completely in bed with them. And, like, dude, roll in the dough, please. Like, we'll take it all. Yeah. And so it's just been really, really interesting to see that whole thing change um, the way that it has. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see that on the NFL side. But, dude, it's, it's hilarious. Um, oh, um, did I tell you I got to interview uh, the commissioner as you, well? I did, I did see that. You know Raj kicking it? You and Raj and Peanut? Dude, Raj had on a fucking turtleneck looking like Bruce Wayne, bro. Dude, oh, I dude, saw. Dude's just rolling in dope, I'm bro. Just, I, was, I saw it, and I just kind of started laughing. I was like, oh, Rome, Raj, and Peanut. Just dude, <laughs> just Roger Goodell, bro, just sitting there, foot up. Like, he did curse one time during an interview. Probably the first time he's ever cursed in an interview. Did you guys have to bleep it, bleep yeah, it out? Yeah, we bleeped it out, but it was awesome. Because it was like, he's like, you know, something about, oh, shit. It was something, da, da, da. He's like, oh. Can I say that? <laughs> no, but yes. I'll be like, hell yeah. Damn, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> damn right. Damn right, Raj. You can say that shit. Loosen up, Raj. Yeah, man, you're good. Let it fly. And I'll be honest with you, man. Cam Newton was the best sit-down interview we've had. Cam was awesome. He was very insightful. 
Uh, you know, he has his fourth and one uh, podcast going oh, yeah. on right now. That's really good. He's a YouTuber now. He is a that is his deal. He's a YouTuber. He now. is a YouTuber, and he was very open about that. He's very candid. He studies other YouTubers like Mr. Beast and other people, and he's like, "Look, going viral is not accidental. It's intentional. Right? It's a skill. It's a skill. It's a skill. And so, learning these things and who he's studying, I was so I was so proud of Cam." And, like, he's always been a great teammate and, like, a really, really interesting guy. But him sitting down and really opening up with us, his publicist lady or his whatever lady he had there work that, that does and helps him out is just like – she's like, I've never seen him be that open with anybody in any interview he's ever done. Really? Ever. And she's like – When's that get, one drop? Uh, we'll probably hold it off for uh, a couple weeks to a month just okay. because we got some other stuff rolling out. But it was so good. It was so insightful. And I've never heard Cam tell any of these stories. You know, he talked to us about uh, the Heisman. And because I was like, why are you never in the Heisman? Like, I was going to ask him, like, why has he never been to, like, the Heisman house or any of these other things? And he's like, bro, I literally, I don't want to tell everything. But this was so insightful because, and I'll tell this one little snippet, and you guys got to listen to the rest. It was really, really good because he talked about a lot of stuff. Talked about his relationship with uh, Jerry Richardson. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Funny as fuck. He said he walked the first time he went into Jerry's house. He like walked in like Will Smith, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like damn, <laughs> put his feet up and shit. Like man, this shit nice, dog. Like, <laughs> like he said, you know, talking, and he knew everybody, knew his wife, the the maid lady, because he had been over there all these times. And um, but he was saying how the Heisman, how he literally, like his dad, you know, got in all the trouble about getting the money and stuff yeah, in college. Yeah. They were fighting. It was all this other stuff. And the Heisman people were like, you know, well, we don't really want your dad here. It would be a bad look. And he was just distraught. He wins the award, thanks his, thanks everybody. The thanks Heisman his, Trust told him they didn't want his dad there? Yes. No, I didn't even know this. If I win the Heisman and my dad's not allowed, fuck you. Yeah, that's how he felt. <laughs> yeah. That's literally how he felt. He said he, he, he accepted it, looked at his mom in the crowd, and knew exactly just like, this ain't right. Yeah. And, like, it took the, took the trophy, went right back to his hotel with his dad and celebrated the right way. Yeah. With the people that had been there with him forever. And his dad's just a good dad. It was like, you know, all this smoke's coming around. You know what? Put it all on me. Sure. And, and uh, so his dad took all the heat, all the rap for everything to, to protect his son, which we all would do that. Of course. In a second. Yeah. And so his dad just being the right dad, or any dad would be, did that. They said no to his dad. And so he's like, bro, I, I got that high as mine fucked with him since. I ain't picked up the phone. I ain't did nothing since. Good for him. I just had no idea. And, Good for um, him. That was awesome. I was like, damn, I don't think anybody knows that. Um, he has a couple of really great ideas, too, that he announced on our show. So hopefully you guys will pick it up and listen. I'm not going to ruin it. All right. No, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. I'm going to actually play this as a clip today on the show. How about that? <laughs> it was I'll awesome, tease yeah. the podcast for you. There yeah. you go. Um, I'm, it's good to be back. I know you got you got to go do it. Speaking of dads, you got some dad duty to get to. I do, to, man. So. Uh, Sydney's going to be uh, Michelle Obama today, so she's going to present and tell some little whole story that way. So it'll be good. All right, sweet. We'll do it again next week. Wow, uh, Triple J. Good to have you back. Where Hopefully, you at, Triple J? I, dude, his name is what? JJ. JJ Jansen. Why don't people call him Triple J? He's a snapper, bro. Oh, so he can't have a cool nickname? No. Triple J. JJ Jansen. Hopefully the next I, guest I would, on the podcast. I would love we – we're going to ask him that. What? How does he feel about that? I mean, as a wrestling persona, to be perfect. Or yeah. A, or a gas station. It's like a gas station, too. Like but tri- he's a snapper. Stop by a trip at Triple J, I guess. Yeah, but he's a, he's a snapper. All right. We'll talk to you next time. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle Bailey. Work hard. Be nice to each other. <laughs>